0: Hi guys and welcome back to the Chronicles of the Teenage Brain. I am Grace Scotto, your host, and welcome back. If you're new here, I am so excited that you're joining me and if you're returning, thanks for coming back. So, so much has gone on recently and life has been super, super crazy. Um, I don't even know where to start. So, basically the week before spring break my mom tested positive for covid um which sucked and i had like two more days left of school by that time so my dad my brother and i you know tested and we were negative and we wore a mask like we were following all the procedures and everything keeping everything clean she quarantined blah 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 and she is doing so much better now she's out of quarantine and she's pretty much good to go but yesterday, my brother tested positive for COVID, and I was around him a lot over the weekend, so I've been testing like crazy. I actually need to go test again after this, but so far, knock on wood, I have been negative, and so is my dad. And like I said, he's quarantining, and we're following all of the procedures, like normally, you know, that's, you know, recommended by the CDC and everything, so that's really all you can do. And like I said, I have to test again after this, but, uh, you know, we're wearing our masks and everything. But holy cow, I have never experienced anything like this before. It has really, really taken a toll on my depression and my OCD. And it's not really talked about, I feel like, like it's not talked about at all you know, we've heard all about, you know, symptoms of COVID and, you know, the numbers of COVID, but you don't really get the perspective of someone who has to, like, quarantine inside their house and, like, deal with COVID and, like, try to avoid it. It's really, really rough, and my heart goes out there for anyone who's experienced this or is, who like, you know, anyone who has had COVID or dealt with this. It's so stressful. So, first of all, like, i have pretty much been in my room this entire break which sucks i had so many fun plans i had so many fun things you know ready to do with friends and i had to cancel all of that out of the safety for others although i am negative it's still like important because you you know i'd rather be safe than sorry um so pretty much most of my days have just been in my room alone which really sucks um and has really made my depression just totally, like, spiral. But also, like, my OCD has been really bad. If you didn't know or if you haven't listened to my past OCD episode, which I highly recommend, I have struggled with OCD for so long. And my OCD revolves around the idea of germs and illnesses and sicknesses. And although it's gotten so much better, COVID entering my household really, really made it amplify and, like, freak out. I have been washing my hands like crazy. I literally hold my breath when I walk by my brother's door. I wear my mask everywhere. Um, you know, like it's just really insane. Like I'm, I'm afraid sometimes like sit downstairs. Like I, once I found out he tested positive yesterday and he was like, hanging out with me i hung out with him all easter sunday you know the day before he tested positive was easter we stayed home we did not gather with family or anything so we don't have to worry about that but still like me and my dad are around him so much so there's that like lingering fear and i kind of went into panic mode i ran downstairs immediately and took a test was negative um i have to do that again today but like it's really been freaky it's like really scary and it's been freaking me out and like i know we'll you know we'll get through it, and like yeah, they don't feel good, and you know, you know my mom's over it now, but she had like the cold chills and stuff like that, and my brother, you know, he's doing pretty good, especially because I think he's so young and his immune system and stuff. But you know, like we're all fully vaccinated and we've all worn our masks and stuff. I'm pretty sure my parents have gotten boosters. I am scheduled to get my booster very very soon. Just a lot of things like we've taken all the safe precautions. Um, but please, 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 if you are feeling sick and you don't have COVID or, you know, like you're feeling ill, like please take a test. If you are positive, stay home and quarantine. Like if you're not feeling good, wear your mask in a public setting, you know, get vaccinated guys. Like it's so important. And I know I don't like to come on here and tell you guys like what to do and stuff and talk about kind of these Quote unquote controversial topics, but considering that I'm experiencing it firsthand, I can really see the toll it can take on you. Not only if you're going through COVID or if you're just around someone who has it and you're like trying to keep yourself safe, it's really draining and it's really scary. So, you know, I say, like, wear your mask and get vaccinated, not only for yourself, but for others around you. Protect your neighbors, protect your friends, protect your family. It's so incredibly important. And it's really scary, and it's a big struggle, and numbers are getting higher, even if you, you know, are, you know, don't realize it or whatever, but numbers are getting higher, so make sure you're taking the right precautions, wash your hands, be safe, and just take care of each other, and that's all I had to say on that, but I just really wanted to touch on, like, how much of an impact it's made on me, like, it's so stressful, and my OCD has really taken a toll, and so has my depression, I feel so lonely, like, I feel very isolated from my friends and family and like it's nobody's fault obviously but I feel like I have no one to talk to anymore. Like I feel like like all of my friends immediately canceled plans even though like I'm negative and obviously I don't want to hang out too much because I don't want to expose anyone. I want to take the right precautions because I could be asymptomatic. Um, It just feels so lonely and it's really rough and I feel like feeling of loneliness is one of the most powerful and kind of degrading feelings anyone can go through. I actually have an episode planned on loneliness that isn't today's topic, though, but it just is so truly impactful and can be very harmful, and I can totally see how this pandemic has really taken a toll on not only, like, people's physical health with the illness, but also your mental health extremely, extremely is affected by this, and for those who suffer with depression, anxiety, OCD, whatever, and you've gone through something similar like I have, I... My heart is with you, and I, you know, understand what you're going through, but we're all going to make it through, and we're all going to be okay, so mm-hmm. just try and be positive. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just hit my chair on my table and made a really funny noise. I don't know if you heard that, but just try and be positive. Anyways, I just wanted to get that off my chest. Not only does it feel so good to, like, speak to you guys, I always see you guys are like my little therapist listening, but it's just so important. And it's so real that I just needed to talk about it because I know I'm not the only one who's gone through it. Anyways, on a more positive note, um, I've been doing my book of the week thing. I've You guys have been really liking it. Actually, I've gotten a couple DMs. I finished the book Confess by Colleen Hoover. That was the past book that I talked about in my last episode. If you haven't listened to it, you should, totally should. Um, it's all about self-care, which is a really fun, nice topic um the book was amazing it was really really good her books never fail to impress me so i highly recommend but i'm actually today starting the book called all the right places by jennifer neven um it is a ne- there's a movie about it on netflix actually which i haven't watched yet just because i want to read the book first before i watch it but it's basically a the compelling beautiful story about a girl who learns to live from a boy who intends to die so it includes a lot of mental health things regarding like suicide and stuff and also it talks about you know dealing with like a physical illness and things like that so I'm very excited to read it and I will let you guys know how I like it I have been told by so many people that it's such an amazing book and I'm very very excited and yeah that's the book of the week so I think that's pretty much it for introductory kind of things that is pretty much all that's been going on in my life books COVID isolating yeah, that's pretty much it. It's not fun. It's rough. But anyways, today's topic is stigma surrounding mental health. Stigma, there's so much stigma around so many different things and mental health is up there. It is probably one of the like top five things around the world that is constantly being stigmatized and, you know, all this all this, like, controversial different types of things going on, so I thought I would talk about it today. I actually wrote an essay about this for English a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago, and we had to pick a topic that we were important about, and I talked about the stigma of mental health, and I did so much research, so I have some really good sources for this episode, and I have some, you know, information and you know, good sources to back me up on this and I just think that it's something that we need to talk about more and it's something that needs to be brought to the light and not a lot of people recognize how much stigma there is regarding mental health, but let me tell you it's there and I've seen it. All right, so let's break it down. According to Google, public stigma involves the negative or discrimination towards attitudes that others have about mental illnesses Self stigma refers to the negative attitudes, including internalized shame that people with mental illnesses have about their own condition. So not only are people with mental health like stigma like discriminated towards by other people, but also within themselves. Like there is that very lonely and isolating feeling that I don't fit in with certain crowds or I don't deserve to be, you know, in this certain situation, or I don't deserve to have this life because of how I'm feeling. I know I've struggled with things like I don't deserve to feel depressed because I don't have a bad life. Like I've never experienced anything traumatizing and, you know, I have a great family and a great life. So why am I feeling this way? Like I don't deserve it. That is part of like me discriminating myself almost. And I have never really faced any harsh stigma personally from others, which I'm very thankful for. But I know that many have and I am here to talk about it and shed the light on it. So... There's just so much revolving this episode and I am going to try to cover as much as I possibly can. So yeah, media really like deciphers and chooses what they want things to be known as. Media often like categorizes people with mental health struggles as the villain which can create harmful stereotypes of people with mental illnesses and also treating mental health issues as if they are something people can overcome. Like if they just quote-unquote try harder or snap out of it, which is completely the most stupidest thing. It's literally bullshit and I'm sorry for cursing, but it's bullshit. It's the stupidest thing ever my fellow people who struggle, trust me, I wish I could just snap out of struggling with OCD or depression, but I can't. It doesn't work like that. It's something that you have to constantly work at. You have to find coping mechanisms for, and recovery is such a hard thing to do on its own. So saying something like that is so incredibly insensitive, and it just proves how much people lack perspective. And there's so many different types of stigma, and this episode would be hours long if I could list every single one of them, but it's such a vigilant thing in our lives, and social media portrays it, you know, stigma in schools, in life in general, it's there whether you see it or not. And I think that my goal with this episode is, and something that you take away, is like you kind of gain more perspective, and you start to notice things that are maybe being stigmatized or discriminated towards whatever, and you kind of view things with a more open mind and more compassion. So the first thing I want to talk about, and I actually thought of this one, this was one of the first things I personally thought of, is a common stigma surrounding mental health is that men can't cry. Um, first of all, everyone cries. And just because you do doesn't mean you're not masculine or strong. You're not weak for feeling emotions. Literally, everybody cries. Babies literally come out of the womb crying. So, you know, it's not like everyone has cried at least a point in their life. Nobody has not cried. So, first of all, this stigma and this stereotype is so stupid. Everyone cries. It doesn't matter if you're a boy or a girl, if you're non-binary, if you're a cat or a dog, like, literally everything cries. Um, I'm sure a fish has even cried, too. Like, I don't know. But it's such a stupid stigma. And my therapist was telling me, she was like, Grace, babies literally come out of the womb crying. Like, everyone has cried at least a point in their life. You shouldn't feel shameful for feeling these emotions. Sometimes you need to cry. Crying can be a really good thing. and can help you express your emotions and heal. So the fact that we've created a stigma or, like, a stereotype that men don't cry is literally the stupidest thing it's so dumb. I have seen my father cry. I have seen my grandfather cry. Like, I have seen it all. Like, people cry. Like, men cry. That's so normal. And I don't see why we created this nasty, like, stereotype. Like, oh, you know, if you cry, you're a baby and blah, blah, blah. Like, that's so not true. And especially, like, struggling with the depths of a mental illness, That can be one of the most challenging things a human faces throughout their entire life. So I think crying is the least odd thing out of it all. And I think it's so normal and we just totally failed to lose sight of that even though literally everybody cries. So stigma is typically rooted from past issues and also the fear of the unknown. Many people who don't struggle with mental health issues don't really understand and can be scared of you know, what's going on, like, especially if they don't understand it or they don't receive a firsthand perspective, it can be really scary and confusing. I know I was so hesitant at first to, you know, make a podcast because I was like, well, I haven't really experienced a lot of the heavier sides of mental health issues. You know, like, for example, people have asked me to talk about things with, you know, bipolar issues or even things with, like, you know, LGBTQ rights and stuff, which I actually do have planned episodes for those. So, you know, like stay tuned. Like, I listen to all of my requests and ideas that my listeners have given me. But, you know, sometimes I'm hesitant to do certain topics and talk about them because, you know, I personally have never really experienced some of these things to the full extent that others have. And I'm sometimes afraid that I'm going to mess things up or say something a little insensitive that I, you know, obviously didn't mean to. So, you know, a lot of people are scared of the unknown and that is so natural. That's totally okay and that's totally normal but I think it crosses a line when you start to follow these stigmas and you start to create stigmas of your own and discriminate towards others which is so unkind and disrespectful when you can do something as simple as read an article and educate yourself on a topic. Yeah, it's scary and yeah, it's uncomfortable but it's so much better than creating discrimination towards others because that is a lot more uncomfortable than your fear of the unknown. You know what I mean? And it's just not okay and if roles were reversed you wouldn't want to be discriminated against such as men crying. Like that's so stupid. Um. Most people relate and assume the mentally ill to people who are homeless or dangerous to society and or people who don't want to get help. In some cases, many people can't afford to get treatment and we need to make it more accessible. That is something that is so crazy and insane to me is that how there are so little opportunities for those struggling with mental health issues. Um, There have been instances where people have, like, gone to mental health hospitals or whatever or have gone to the hospital seeking for treatment And they're putting like put on a waiting list, and have to sit in a room for like hours and hours on end until someone can meet with them. Meanwhile, they're in a mental health crisis. If you don't have a physical injury, then you're typically put towards the end of the totem pole, which I think is so ridiculous. I feel like you know, like mental health and physical issues, like physical, you know, um. Why am I blinking? Physical illnesses. There you go. And like mental illnesses are not on the same scale. You know, I feel like people care more about physical illnesses maybe because they understand them more and maybe think that, oh, like this is out of your control. Whereas people typically resort to mental illnesses. Oh, it's like, oh, it's in your control. Like you're just putting yourself in this issue, which is typically not true. Nobody would pick to have depression, anxiety, bipolar disorder, whatever. Like nobody chooses that. So I don't understand why it's so unfair. And it's honestly so ridiculous or also to like certain treatments, whether it's for an eating disorder um, or depression, whatever, can be so expensive. And some families don't have enough money to, you know, send their child through this recovery process or, you know, even send themselves through this process. And it's really sad because then it leaves them trying to fend for themselves and not getting the help that they need which further, you know, increases the amount of stigma that is surrounding them or, you know, further increases the discrimination in society. It's really sad how little help there is, and we really need to encourage the widespread of education towards the subject, which can create a more inclusive option and help for those who are seeking a better lifestyle or just seeking help in general. So many people fail to recognize that People who struggle with mental health issues do want to recover. It's just such a hard process. It's, first of all, scary because it can be extremely draining, but also there aren't many options for it, and it can be extremely expensive, and some people don't have the financial aid to do so. Also, insurance sometimes doesn't even cover, you know, certain mental health recovery options or programs whatever it's honestly so sad and so many people can't afford to pay for it out of pocket and that is something that truly needs to be fought for and I know there are so many different things people are fighting for right now and so many different things going on in the world and I get that but mental health is so vigilant in today's community so many people struggle and it's just so crazy and so many people assume that those who are mentally ill don't want to recover or just don't care when that's not true at all there just aren't many you know resources to get help um people who truly like mental health is truly understood by those who have been on the receiving end of it you know half of the people who create this stigma discrimination or stereotypes haven't ever really experienced a mental health issue crisis whatever therefore this really proves how perspective matters and that's like a food for thought like we need to put this in retrospect here how perspective truly does matter and even if you've never struggled with depression or anxiety doing something as simple as researching how oh how can I help a friend who's struggling with this or how can I be more inclusive blah 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 That really goes such a long way. And just because you're not receiving or experiencing the end of a mental health issue, it doesn't mean that, you know, you can't help or you can't help fight for the end of stigma or help reduce discrimination. You know, you don't have to struggle with the mental health disorder to be able to help perspective matters obviously if you're struggling firsthand you really get a better perspective and you get to see how much of an impact mental health struggles can make but if you're not it doesn't matter you can still do research you can still reach out to others and learn I know friends have literally texted me before and asked me like hey what is the best way I can help with someone who struggles with anxiety and I'll I'll tell them like from someone who struggles with anxiety I would not take offense to it. I would actually be happy that they are wanting to learn and wanting to, you know, figure out ways to help, especially as most of our society struggles with issues like this. According to James and Kay Redfield, who is a doctor and a professional regarding, you know, treatments with mental health, etc. Um, they stated, unless we are willing to talk about how to deal with mental illness among professionals, the problem is going to remain undiscussed, creating more fear and more stigma stigmatization. Stigmatization. I think I said that right. We also need to standard standardize the teaching of the clinical science underlying these illnesses. Some of the stigma associated with mental illnesses exist before it has existed before and because there have been so much bad teaching, inadequate adequate treatment over the years oh that was a mouthful that was really hard okay basically to summarize what they're saying is there is such bad exposure in talk about mental health and i feel like so many schools fail to recognize this and so many you know people just fail to recognize this in general i feel like so many just assume like oh like if you're struggling with depression and you meditate and journal then poof like you're magically cured Which is false because recovery takes so long and it is such a long, hard process. And it's not linear, first of all. And there's such bad treatment and exposure to this. And therefore this, you know, you know, causes people to believe that, oh, well, people who really struggle with mental health are probably homeless and, you know, or don't have enough money, blah, 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 or are criminals in jail, which is so stupid and so not true especially because most people who struggle with mental health issues are teenagers. And I think it's really sad how we typically put negative pictures when we hear things regarding mental illness and how we relate and associate those together. And I really agree with what James and Kay Redfield is saying. We need to standardize the teaching of the science of these illnesses. We need to make it So that people understand that this is such a common thing. This is not like, you know, I'm not saying that we need to freaking start researching about the aliens in space. Like, I'm talking about something that is so common, such as mental health and illnesses, regarding it. And I know it sucks. I wish nobody would have to go through depression, anxiety, whatever. But people do. And we shouldn't, you know, hide them or try and put them in the dark. We need to understand how we can help them and how we can make treatment more accessible. We also need to educate those who don't really struggle with mental health issues and help them realize that, oh, these are just humans. Like, you know, we're all the same. You know, we all have struggles. You know, we need to come up with ideas that can help them or reduce the stigma. And I think that's so important. And I don't think it's a hard thing to do. I just think we all need to be more open-minded. Nearly one in five U.S. adults live with a mental illness and or a mental disorder in general. This is becoming so increasingly common among teenagers throughout the United States and globally in general. This really shows us how we don't realize how many people struggle. Teachers, healthcare workers, police officers, celebrities, government officials, and so many struggle with mental health issues. Not just the homeless and criminals struggle with mental health. And that needs to be made known. And that needs to be shown. So many people struggle. And you may not notice either, which is why we should never judge a book by its cover. People have been so surprised when they've listened to my podcast or they've talked to me and like, wow, like you struggle with depression? Like you don't seem the type of person who was. You're always hygienic and you're, you know, you always come to school and you have great grades and you're always so productive and happy and kind to others and you know you have the cutest outfits. Blah 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 blah. And that just shows how impactful stigma is. I think it's impacted all of us whether we've you know noticed it or not, and it's you know resulted in us putting pictures. With certain topics, people, you know, wouldn't assume that I had anxiety, depression, OCD because of how I appear on the outside or how I treat others. And it just shows how impactful this really is. But we also need to remember that you don't know what's going on behind a screen or, you know, behind closed doors. You don't know what someone else is going through, what their home life looks like, you know, how hard life can be for them in general sometimes it's a struggle to even get out of bed and we need to be more receptive of this and we need to you know really put into retrospect here so many people struggle with mental health issues I actually read an article by Selena Gomez she struggles with bipolar disorder and her I don't know if you guys know but she has a makeup brand called Rare Beauty first of all I absolutely love it it is one of my favorite makeup products that I own I love her blush and her concealers. Um, besides the point, though, she talked about how so many people were surprised to find out that she struggled with bipolar disorder because of how successful she's been. I mean, she's globally known as, a, you know, an actress, a singer, a entrepreneur, blah, blah, blah. And most of the proceeds of her makeup line has actually gone to mental health organizations, which I think is so amazing. And once again, that just shows how, like, you can still be so successful and struggle with a mental health disorder. Like, you can't assume something about a person. You have to look a little bit beyond and, you know, not judge a book by its cover. And also, too, I think that's such a great thing. Um, If you are looking for small ways to support things like that, maybe do some research on organizations that you know, like proceeds will go to mental health organizations. I will actually try and link some on my Instagram account. Stay tuned at Chronicles of the Teenage Brain. Um, I have actually uploaded some resources. First of all, if you are in a mental health crisis, I have listed some links and resources that you can go to to get some help. Um, I will also list some brands and organizations that send their proceeds and profits to mental health organizations to not only help reduce the stigma, but also benefit others who are seeking treatment. So, yeah, stay tuned for that if you're interested. But Rare Beauty is a really good one if you are someone who's into makeup and wants, first of all, good quality makeup. This is not sponsored at all, but, you know, it's all vegan and cruelty-free, but it also proceeds go to mental health organizations, which I think is so great. So prompts to Selena Gomez for that one. Um... But, yeah, like, that just goes to show how even celebrities struggle and we just assume that it's people who are financially unstable and homeless who only struggle with mental health issues and not your teachers or government officials. Like, everyone struggles. It's so common. Um, Let's see here. Another example of stigma is that the mentally ill are, quote-unquote, gross and high... <laughs> totally said that backwards are quote-unquote gross and unhygienic excuse me um this is such a common one and it's honestly really sad if you think about it sometimes it's a challenge to get out of bed it can take so much emotional energy to get up and shower or brush your teeth and it can be so incredibly draining and can take so much out of a person i can relate to this um there have been instances where I've been in a funk or I've been really struggling with depression and I can barely get out of bed like I will lay in bed all day I will not brush my teeth I will not shower I will not brush my hair I will probably only get up to get something to eat sometimes I don't even get up to go to the bathroom like I'll lay there and I'll have to pee but I'll be like too drained to even get out of my bed to use the bathroom until it's like a literal emergency after and I have to like sprint downstairs that doesn't mean that you're gross and unhygienic that just means that you're struggling at the moment people have told me that I am one of the most cleanly and like hygienic people they've ever met little do they know there have been moments where I can't even get out of bed to brush my teeth or make myself a proper breakfast, or I just end up grabbing Cheez-Its and going into bed with my hair in a knot and, you know, my leftover saliva in my mouth from last night without brushing my teeth. Like, that's such a true thing, and it's such a, like, common struggle, but that doesn't mean that you're gross and unhygienic. Sometimes it takes so much to get out of bed, and it can be so draining. So don't just assume that because people struggle with mental health and illness, like illnesses, like, oh, they don't care about what they look like, and, you know, they don't care about taking care of themselves. I'm sure they do, and nobody wants to feel dirty, but sometimes it's hard to get out of bed, and it takes so much energy out of you, and it can be extremely draining, and it's okay if there are days where you can't get yourself out of bed to brush your teeth because you are struggling so much, blah, 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 and that just really needs to be recognized, and just known that People who struggle with mental health illnesses aren't purpose purposely like unhygienic or dirty or gross. Sometimes it's just so draining and takes so much out of a person. And that is a really good example of a stigma created around those who are struggling. Especially with people like depression and stuff, who maybe are isolating themselves in their room, whatever. And it can be just such a struggle for people to get out of bed in the morning. So this is why I'm just saying over and over again, it's so important to have an open mind and, you know, just a perspective that is inclusive towards others and respectful towards others. Suicides are one of the most common leading deaths in America, which is so heartbreaking. The lack of help and treatment options can 100% lead to this and are one of the like leading factors of this. There is so little help for people that It's, you know, leading them to think, like, oh, maybe I'm just better off not being here. And that is something that stigma has contributed towards. The discrimination and lack of help and just hate towards those struggling really lead to this. And it's so sad. And this is why I'm saying it's so important that we just treat each other with respect. You don't know what someone's going on behind closed doors. You don't know that someone is struggling to get up and brush their teeth and even get out of bed in the morning. That is one of the hardest things that most people face on a day-to-day basis is rolling out of bed. And although that sounds like something that is super easy and like whatever, like everyone gets out of bed in the morning, it can be really hard for some, which is why we just need to treat each other with respect and kindness. And we can't create these false scenarios about people and create these stigmas that are so harmful. Many with mental health issues are discriminated against and they lack opportunities such as those in the work field and economically and also many are isolated and have a hard time having and creating healthy relationships with friends and family due to the stigma. Stigma has penetrated itself and everyone's brain. Trust me, I have given in to some of the stigma. It's so easy, especially when it's like normalized. People assume that the stigma surrounding mental health issues are are like so true and like because they're so well known and so many people feed into them it just automatically makes us assume that they're true when they're not and so many people lack opportunities to have good jobs or have good relationships because they're quote unquote unable to do things or succeed because of their mental health issues which is so not true at all people who struggle with mental health issues you know, like, it doesn't mean that they're not going to be able to succeed in life. Some of my, I have a couple friends who really struggle with mental health themselves, and they're some of the smartest people I've actually ever met. Um, like, they're in all AP classes, and they're so smart, and they're so incredibly talented and athletic, like, so, like, that's just proof that this stigma that we've created is so stupid and false. And we need to kick it to the curb because it's dumb. And if you have ever been in a friendship where someone has treated you differently because either you struggle or you've treated someone differently because they struggle with something, first of all, it's, you know, it's understandable, especially if you are, like I said before, like you fear the unknown or you don't really understand the person's situation. But for me, I think the most important thing you could do in a situation like that is help the person you're in a relationship with kind of understand what you're going through. Or maybe ask, you know, reach out and kind of say like, hey, like, how can I understand the situation better? Or, you know, what can I do to help? Obviously do it in a respectful way that won't make the other person uncomfortable or feel, you know, treated like, you know, like less of a person. But you know sometimes reaching out or educating yourself whether that's going on Google can be super helpful and there's so many different resources that you can go to and learn and educate yourself on and you know not only help people understand what you're going through but understand what others are going through too and that is why I'm saying that perspective is one of the most important things that we can gain. Um, according to an article that I found um where they here actually let me find it hold on i didn't quote them according to um the article caregivers attitudes towards people with mental illnesses and perceived stigma um they stated that globally both patients and their caregivers suffer stigma and are often deprived of basic human rights many who struggle with mental health issues are, you know, maybe trying to find ways to get treatment that are, you know, works for them or just trying to survive waking up in the morning and rolling out of bed. And this stigma has ripped away so many human rights and has destroyed a lot of things for a lot of people. And has, this has resulted in us picturing more negative things when we hear the word mental health issues or mental illness or depression. We typically think of, you know, like people who are, you know, extremely sad and negative, which isn't always true because some people who I know that struggle with mental health issues are some of the most funniest, happiest, nice people I know and are so kind to me. And it's really sad that caregivers and patients suffer stigma and are treated differently. I think it should be the complete opposite. I think we should praise those who struggle because you guys have no idea how draining it can be struggling with a mental health issue and maybe some of you do understand that. And I think it's really sad that we've created such a negative stigma towards this. But all in all, I think we need to create and spread awareness to not only provide accessible treatment, but also for those who believe in the discrimination. We need to show them and educate them that we are all human and all capable of success regardless of the struggles you deal with mentally, physically, and emotionally. Everyone has a struggle of their own. That could, you know, be a mental health issue. It could be something with your family. Whatever it may be, everyone has struggled with something personal to them and I think that giving into the stigma and giving in to the discrimination and stereotypes that create false realities and are harmful towards others is kind of just like a last resort and a failure and also can reflect on your morals and well-being I think it's so important that we work on viewing life a little bit more openly and have maybe gain more perspective. This can be by educating yourself or maybe taking risks that make you feel a little bit uncomfortable. Maybe sitting with someone who sits alone at lunch and talking to them, you know, making them feel included. Whatever it may be, there are so many different things that we can do to help end the stigma and help educate others and let them know that those who struggle with mental health issues or illnesses are human too. We are all human. We all have blood. Like, we all have brains. Like, we're all human. And just because, you know, maybe your neighbor struggles with something different than you do doesn't mean that you have the right to create stigma and discriminate against them. That just shows the strength that they have and how we can continue to work together as a community. I think that society, you know, has created a lot of harsh things that have separated us from each other. But I think we can undo that. And I think that we can kind of work on rewinding this process and uniting us together. And hopefully this episode has helped you realize a couple things. Hopefully you've taken away some important things from this episode. Like I said on my Instagram at the Chronicles of the Teenage Brain, I will... List some organizations you can check out, um, but remember to educate yourself, and if you do struggle with a mental health issue, continue to fight, you know, and continue to show others that just because you struggle doesn't mean that you can't succeed or be the person that you have been put on this planet to be, and we can't give in to the stigma, and especially as a teenager, and if you are also a teenager listening to this, we can change the future for the better and we all have voices even if, you know, you don't feel like you do. And I am so incredibly grateful that I can sit on this podcast and reach a widespread audience and kind of share my perspective, share what I've gone through with struggling with mental health issues and also educating you guys. Um, please share this episode and Leave me a rating so that more people can view my podcast and learn from me. Like I said before, I am still learning myself, so this is, like, a work in progress, too. And I'm happy that you guys can be with me throughout this journey. And just treat people with kindness. And don't feed into the discrimination, stereotypes, and stigmas that society has created regardless if it's of your skin color, your race, what you're struggling with mentally or physically. We're all human at the end of the day. We all have struggles. Some are bigger than others. Some people struggle with, you know, heavier issues than others. And that's okay. And that doesn't make them less of a person. It just, like, shows their strength and their their power to kind of get through each day. And remember that sometimes... It takes a lot out of a person to even get out of bed in the morning. And I think it's important to live life with those perspectives perspectives, and help people understand that we're all human and we're all trying to get through life and succeed and work hard and, you know, take care of ourselves. And I think it's so important and it's super important to put yourself first and take care of yourself. I think that's all I've got. I've thrown so much at you guys. And I hope now that you can be a little bit more educated on the stigma surrounding mental health and that it's there and that it's still ongoing even in 2022. But I think if we all work hard and we become more inclusive that we can help reduce it and end it. Treat people with kindness. Be open-minded. Try and educate yourself as best as you can. And I think one of the most important things you can do is take care of yourself. Thank you guys so, so much for listening. Once again, follow me on my Instagram at Chronicles of the Teenage Brain. I'll be posting some resources where maybe some profit organizations that go to mental health, you know, contributors, blah, 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 for recovery, whatever. And yeah, follow my podcast. Leave me a nice little rating and share this with others. And thank you guys so, so much for listening. I can't wait to see you guys soon. Um, we're all going to be okay. And whether you're struggling with COVID right now or mental health issues yourself, don't let the stigma take over because we are so much more than that. And we as a whole can overcome it and overcome the negativity. Thank you guys so, so much for listening. I'll talk to you soon.